This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 389 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Rosie from Rhode Island and join up. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are Bed in a Box, Uncle Jimmy's, and Clarion Lexington. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. They'll bring you the news through hell, hot water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. This week, our listener highlight is Rosie from Rhode Island. Debbie Laux interviews Helena about Join Up, and we go trailer shopping in the Tack and Habit segment. Listen in. This is Glenda Geek. And this is Helena B., and you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. Thank you for joining us today. Yes, we're so, we're so glad you're here and listening in. And the response so far to the Year of the Listener has been great. And everybody's been enjoying hearing about other listeners out there. And, and uh, we're so excited with the one we have scheduled for today. It should be a lot of fun. If you want, I just wanted to mention this right up front. If you want to be on the Year of the Listener, you have something you want to tell everybody about, just uh, let, it, let me know. Just send an email to Helena at horseradionetwork.com or Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. RadioNetwork.com, and we'll get you on the schedule. Well, we just got back from... I missed you at Ada. I missed you all because I was there by myself, and me and I Colleen, know. listener Colleen, an auditor, and her sister Lorraine were there to help out but uh, and to do their thing, but I missed you guys. And you got the big table, too, so we missed you. I know. I got a huge booth this time. I know. And, and what happened was another group had canceled out at the last minute. He didn't want it to be empty, and he said, can you fill that? I said... I don't know. I don't have much stuff. <laughs> but uh, it looked good. And it, it was just, it's more fun with, with you and Jennifer there. I will it say It is that. a lot of fun. We go tooling around looking for new products and chatting people up and trying things on. The last time I was there, I met a woman who was, she was new on the scene and she had this beautiful um, riding apparel, these show shirts that were just out of control. And then like, she had some casual clothes too. So they were like putting them all on me. I was like the model. It was so much fun. <laughs> Well, we, uh, I, you know, and then I'm getting so much as the network gets bigger and more popular, I'm getting more, I'm getting busier with appointments with uh, sponsors. So I don't have as much time to run around anymore uh, yeah, as I used you're to. You're the big guy now. Yeah, you got to do all kinds of boss stuff. Got to do the business stuff. Yeah. Well, you guys play. So anyway, we'll have to get you back in August and uh, to the next one. But it is fun. And we want to thank Hopper Expositions for bringing us in and also ADA, the American Equestrian Trade Association. This was our 12th one this time so uh next yeah. time it'll be the lucky number 13 in august that's and that. last time after we august one we went up to your house after yeah, yeah that was so much fun it was fun i wish i i wish we had had the time to do it again and then we could visit with our our guest that's going to be on the show today too because she lives not 
bar from you. We can yeah, have we'll a just party. Make it an, we'll make it an annual thing. You know, you can do the summer thing. We'll we'll come down in the well. We're coming down uh, in a couple of weeks oh, for that's true. the I'm so excited to see you guys. Yep. So we're going to do the pod podcasting conference with you. So we'll see you in a few weeks. I'm I'm so excited to see you, and it's going to be fun to show you off too, because you're you're like my my prize. So I get to show you <laughs> sure. off to all the other podcasters. I'm your trophy. Host. I'm your trophy. I'm your trophy host. I like that. That's good. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, we are doing a, there's a podcasting conference that goes on with a lot of the big name podcasters coming in here in Tampa in a couple of weeks. And I was honored to be asked to be the keynote speaker. And Wendy's coming up. You're going to be there. Jennifer's going to be there. It's going to be nice to have a support group there while I do the keynote. And I have to give a special, really special thank you. You don't even know this yet. And you'll get to see it for the first time in my keynote. But Karen from Kentucky Performance Products, I asked her if she'd do a video about why she sponsored when we had no listeners way back when. Um, and why she has continued to be our biggest sponsor for eight years. And you're, you're going to love the video she sent. So mm-hmm. I'm going to play that during the keynote. Okay. So thank you to Karen for Kentucky Performance Products for continuing to sponsor the Horse Radio Network and really being just a really, really good mm-hmm. friend. So thank you. Well, let's get on with the show. We have a big show today. We don't have time to waste because, well, this is what happened. Helena talked about Debbie Laux is the host of the Horsemanship Radio Show, and she's Monty Roberts' daughter. And she heard the segment that Helena did uh, last week. We just talked, what, two, three minutes about Join Up, right? Yes. Uh, And about your horses and what you've done and, and and actually being a subscriber to Monty Roberts University online and how that's helped you. Well, she heard that. And she wanted to talk to you on her show. So we decided to do it a joint thing. And Debbie's going to interview Helena, and we're playing it on both shows. And so we're going to – I'm so excited that we get to cross-pollinate a bit. Debbie does a terrific show over at Horsemanship Radio. If you haven't heard it before, it's part of the app, the Horse Radio Network app, or you can find it at horsemanshipradio.com. But let's just hear the two of you chat. Well, welcome, Helena B., to Horsemanship Radio. I'm so glad to finally get you on. Thank you very much. I am so nervous and excited to be here. It's like I've never done a podcast before. In my oh, life. my gosh. You're just not used to being interviewed. You've just put everybody else on the hot seat, right? It's true. It's true. <laughs> you and Glenn both. So now you're on your own and you're the interviewed E. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'll totally mess it up. So, no, you won't. No, you won't. but somehow we, I'll find a way to blame Glenn. Yeah. And besides, we can edit everything out, but (laughs) no, we won't. (laughs) We won't. No, we're going to have some fun today because I wanted to talk to you about um, a post that you put on my Facebook page that I hope everybody gets to see because then they get to see your horse, Brody. Could you describe Brody for us before I get into the questions? Brody is such a love. He is, um, he's a 17 year old, 15 to hand Appaloosa gelding that I bought off of Craigslist. Believe oh, really? it or not. Yeah. <laughs> he'd uh, he'd had a couple of jobs prior to me getting him, and that background is sketchy. All I know that it is that he was a trail horse for um a year or two, and then he was a lesson horse in a Morgan barn. Mm. <laughs> oh, funny. He was, yeah, he was uh, going to the Morgan shows. They were actually taking him along because he was such a good lesson horse that he would he would go to their shows with them. Um, so I picked him up for a song, and he was a little stunned when he got to my house and saw lots of grass and Amen. the freedom to do whatever he wanted. And so I got to see his personality develop, um, really just come out. I got to see him blossom. Yeah. And he's a very gentlemanly type of horse. 
Well, a lesson horse too. He's he's a patient boy. <laughs> I love that already. <laughs> he's a patient boy with a hard mouth. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. But you've ridden him though. So what what discipline did you ride him in, or if any, or what saddle? Um, well, I I ride English, so I'm I'm a hunt seat rider. I. I guess you could call me a fox hunter at heart, but I do a little bit of everything. Mostly now, it's just been trail rides, just for pleasure. Yeah. So tell me what fox hunter at heart means. Well, um, I started riding in the hunters and jumpers and equitation ring, and um, that was fun until I broke a couple of bones and decided to figure out what this having a good seat means. And Mm -hmm. then um, I started riding with a centered riding instructor, Mm -hmm. and that completely changed my life. Um, You know, I went from jumping a course to getting back on the lunge line and doing, you know, seated work with no Mm -hmm. hands. So... um, then I got into a little bit of dressage here and there, did some shows. That was fun. And then I met Coach Jen from Horse Tip Daily. Oh, yeah. And uh, we both worked at a fox hunting barn. And uh, it was trial by fire. They they needed somebody to kind of get out there and get some of the the hunt horses out and schooled out in the hunt field. And, you know, if you, if you were a, a warm body, that was your job. <laughs> It's a pretty exciting job out there too, right? It is so much fun. It, it is clearly, to me, it's the best because the horses really enjoy their jobs and there's very little restraint. They get to do what they like to do. They get to do it in a group. And, um, you know, there's yeah. there's some things you have. To, obviously, there's a lot of training that has to go into making a good field hunter, but it seems to be the most natural of, of sports. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, there's just a lot That's of freedom in it. A lot, uh, yeah. A lot of people always worry about the the fox as soon as you say something out loud about uh, fox hunting. But um, tell us a little bit about what you, did you do a drag scent or? What yes. Was this? Mm-hmm. Yep. I ride out with. Um, well, my I learned riding out with myopia hounds, which is a drag pack. So mm-hmm. we don't hunt live quarry, they call it. Um, but in in America, it is um, it's really fox chasing. So yeah. <laughs> the, the point of it is is to um, for the hounds to uh, well, first they have to find the fox, and then their job is to drive it back to its den, and mm-hmm. then they're pulled off. Um, yeah. In the UK where hunting is not banned, uh, the hounds are allowed to drive the quarry to ground, but they're also then, they can send in like terriers and other breeds mm-hmm. of dogs to go in and finish the job. But yeah. to, for, the most part, for the most part, yeah, we, I, mean, I can't even, I feel guilty killing fleas. So yeah. <laughs> I, I can't kill anything for sport. So I've ridden um, just with drag packs. Yeah, yeah. No, I I wanted you to say that out loud so that we, we get the fox hunter at heart because we've had um an M, we've had a master of foxhounds on Horsemanship Radio before who I love. Her name is Melody Fleckenstein and she's up in the Northwest, up in the Seattle area. Okay. Beautiful, and and I love what you just said that it's like kind of the most natural of of disciplines because you're just out there. It's like a really fast trail ride with an object in front of you right? and a bunch of dogs. So, well, Yeah. You, and you know what? When that object is the horse's butt in front of you, that's well, kind of yeah. cool too. Yeah, it is. That's true. They do, you know, it's very much the herd mentality. Um, and you have to be able to respect. Um, you have to be able to understand how horses work in groups and respect their ability to make decisions within those groups, mm-hmm. as well as rely on the partnership or the relationship between you and your horse. So there's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of there stuff go. going on. I love um, that. I so you love, don't I just go. You know, mm-hmm. you got to think a little. 
Yeah, unless unless somebody just throws you into the middle of the pack, <laughs> like you got thrown in. But so now, tell me about Brody because um, what I loved is anything with a, a horse in snow. I think is just gorgeous because you know we don't live in snow, and so that just looks unreal to me. And I loved what you had said that um, in the interview that I heard earlier is that you said. It, Every horse that's walking in snow or trotting in snow looks like a Grand Prix dressage horse because they pick up their feet. And I just got this beautiful vision of what he looked like in the snow. But take us back before snow time, back in the summer, when you had a play around with Join Up. Um, I'd love to hear it from a real, you know, a longtime horse person but novice Join Up person. So, um about a year and a half ago, I was taking my daughter out um, on the trails behind our house, and it started to rain heavy, and it, it was unexpected. It was the kind of thing that moved in really quick, mm. and that's not typical for the Northeast. You usually know when a heavy rainfall is coming, but because we live right on the coast, um, we have our own little microclimate, and I've discovered after living here for six years that um, you can be surprised by strong weather. Mm-hmm. We were that day. So uh, I was on Brody and my daughter was on her horse and I stood up in my stirrups and turned around to tell her to just you shorten up her reins a little bit and pay attention. Well, I should have taken my own advice because oh. <laughs> the rain that came spooked some deer in the woods who came flying out in front of us who then spooked my horse. And of course, you know, I ended up on the ground, which is mm. fine, but I happened to break a bone that I had bo- broken previously And that kept me out of the saddle for quite a long time. And it was such a small thing. I mean, I barely fell. It was, it was more like a, an emergency dismount. (laughs) Um, but it shook my confidence in a way that I, I, I really hadn't, I hadn't been this unconfident. Yeah. What's the word? Um, I didn't have this scared, scared, (laughs) scared. Cause I just was like, every time, you know, Every time I come off, is that going to mean six months out of the saddle or right, what is this right. going to mean? So that translated into some new language, some new dialogue with Brody that I hadn't planned on because when I got back in the tack and started riding, he was more anxious than I'd ever known him to be. Mm-hmm. So I figured there's got to be something that I'm communicating to him that I'm not really aware of. And it is an anxiety and perhaps this is coming from, you know, my, my fall. Yeah, so, probably. I mean, it happens to all of us. We we all know the feeling, whether we get over it in six hours or you know sixteen months. It's, we've all lived it, through it. Yeah, and you feel like I, I've been I've been through this enough. I should be able to you know yeah. uh, fix me up, get back on, get your head straight, and figure out what you have to do. Yeah. So that wasn't happening as quickly as I would like it to because I'm an impatient Type A person. <laughs> um, and I. I said, you know, I, let me just reach for this. I had giant, uh, signed up for the Equus University a while ago as part mm. of Stable Scoop. And I said, let me just see what, what we got here. Maybe there's another way I can – what I really wanted to do was block whatever I was – you know, whatever bad things I was telling Brody. I needed to block that. Okay. So, of course, I went through the first four lessons of the Equus University online, and I was mesmerized. Oh, okay. I was just – I was mesmerized. It was so simple. And the little videos are in, they're just long enough that I can digest what's in them. So, you know, sometimes you go on these, these tutorials or you, you can read books and there's just, you get so overwhelmed with information. Yeah. Um, I thought, well, let's just give it a try. 
And sure enough, Brody was like, oh, my God, what took you so long? I've been waiting to join up (laughs) for four years now. (laughs) It was really a very simple thing. He was licking and chewing and and those circles were getting smaller. And it was just it was amazing. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. So physiologically, you were starting to sync with him, which is what's going on there. It's it's, it's no um, difficult thing to figure out if you if you'd put a heart rate monitor on both you and Brody. Uh, horses are animals of synchronicity, aren't they? Herd animals have to all um, catch the adrenaline. You know, when one sets off the alert, you know they all got to go. And so the adrenaline gets a rush in it. So we can do that. We can do it without even knowing that we're telegraphing our physiology. They can read cortisol levels. You know, horses are amazing that way. So you you were doing that, but you were trying to bring it down. Did you notice, so people are trying to wonder here what, what you were doing there with the licking and chewing and the, and the circle, I imagine. And so tell <laughs> us a little bit, right? And it sounds a little odd so far. And it, it, this isn't a psychic thing, right? Let's get that. No. Oh my God. And I'm, I'm the biggest skeptic there is. If it's, if there's something that you can package, put a brand on, you know, if there's, if you have a registered mark on your type of horse training, I'm going (laughs) to run as far away from it as I can. Yeah. So the fact that I decided to try this was, was a big enough hurdle to begin with. Um, there's no hoodoo going on. It's, um, it is very physiological. The, so what I learned now, I'm, I, I mean, I'm talking a hack here. This is like just very short amount of time studying this, um, is watching Monty position his body, um, how to send a horse away, how to, uh, what to do with your eyes so that you're communicating, I want you to go away or I want you to stop. Um, so they're just very basic tasks that you're using your body language to communicate to your horse. So I studied them very carefully. I, you know, I'm not one for precision. So you know, if your dad said, position your body at 45 degrees, I went out there and I was like, all right, I'm really going to try this. I'm going to do this at 45 degrees. I'm going to look at his shoulder. I'm not going to look at his eyes. I'm going to open my hand or close my hand. Now, for those of you who don't know what join up is, these are all little um, techniques, little body language cues that are actually part of the, the communication process with your horse. Mm-hmm. So I studied very carefully. I decided to be precise just to see what would happen. And I found that through the focused attention that I had on being precise, I calmed down. Mm. And therefore, the message that I was trying to get to Brody was very well received because I was focused. And then what I found was that probably two or three turns of him around the circle. Now, I don't have a round pen. I have a big field. So I'm already a little extra challenged. Yeah. But two or three two or three circles around me, I found that the body movements um, in join up were very intuitive. So understanding where my horse's balance center was, um, his pace, his rhythm, I found that to become very much a part of, I didn't even have to think about it. It wasn't in my conscious mind. Mm, good. That's because you, you've been around a horse and you, you're starting to intuit what his... Uh, his reaction to you is, yeah. and But it happens quickly. So like even if you haven't been around a horse as much as I have, I think it's one of those things that um, you do get it. You get it like right away. Oh, okay. I see how this works. Mm-hmm. You begin to feel where your horse is in, in time and space through this, through the join-up. 
Mm-hmm. And you didn't think that would happen. Did you think it would be more superficial or what would, what did you think would happen? You know what I did? I, I thought nothing. I had zero expectations. Mm, good. I had to try to really clear my mind. Um, prior to actually going out there and doing this, what I thought might happen or what I thought was happening for people who, who did this was that, um, they just spent a lot of time with their horses and it was basically conditioned response mm. training. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you do X, I do Y. You do mm-hmm. X enough times, I'll do Y enough times, and there we have a pattern. Right. This is not that at all. What is it? I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> That's good. It's, it's, okay, maybe I can figure this out while I'm on here with you. What mm-hmm. is it? It is... Um, it's an understanding, I think, between what I'm asking mm-hmm. and what I'm asking. I'm truly, truly asking, not telling my horse to do something, which I think I've done in the past unknowingly. Okay. So, you know, okay, you will make a circle. I'm going to stand here and pretend like I'm asking you to make a circle. But really, I want you to make a circle so bad that my subconscious mind, my body language – Everything except my verbal cues are going to tell you, you have to do this or there's going to be trouble. Right. Exactly. So, what, what would happen if you, if you did that? If you got into that mode of you must or I'll hurt you? Or not even I'll hurt you, but this is, gosh darn it, I'm the human. I have the bigger brain and this okay. is how it's going to be. Right. You know? I'm the boss. So there is, even it's, it's mental aggression. It might not be physical aggression, but it's mental aggression. Right. Does it work? Hell No. 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 <laughs> it's, you know what? It, it, it works for five minutes. Yeah. It, okay. it might work for an instant. Um, That's with a trained horse who kind of understands that their place. But instinctively, with a wild Mustang, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work at all. Absolutely. I, man, I would love to try this with a horse who was not trained. Yeah. Because. I would love for you to do that. I would love for you to do that because it, it's a rare thing too. Uh, most people don't get to get around wild horses or feral horses anymore because, uh, you know, they're born in domesticity and they, they, you know, Europe, it's almost, it's getting really tough to find them. And that's one of the things we have here at Flag is we, we are able to use BLM horses too. But I think, let me help you with a little bit, and then you can play with Brody again on this because I want to have you back. I, I want to hear the evolution of how this works for you. But it, our bodies are built as predators, and horses know that, don't they? It, our bodies have fingers that look like claws, and we have shoulders like a bear, um, claws like a cat. And it's a predatorial language, what you're doing out there, what your gestures um, and your body that you, you had mentioned how you were moving it. Um, and uh, horse people instinctively know a little bit about horses. Movement around them can scare them. But um, you're actually telegraphing instinctual um, reactions in their body. So you're actually using the horse's language. When a mare gives the stink eye, <laughs> which we all know about the <laughs> ear, any ear spinning back and all that, you know, that's that's herd language. That's that's not something really in the DNA. That's a learned language. If you if you have a a, a foal that's born blind at birth, um, he actually doesn't get to learn his language. And there's there was a cataract horse uh, that had his uh, cataracts removed at a later age. You know, like he was two or three years old at that point, and um, he didn't know his language. It was really interesting to put him in the round pen and see that he had no clue as to what we were doing. But every other horse on earth has um, that language in their DNA. So it really is theirs, not us. So it's not 
when you when you say it felt more natural or you know it felt intuitive, it's because it is their instinctual gestural language, like signing for the death that's happening. Yep. It's not us imposing it; it's us interpreting it and and trying to get it right. So it'll be fun to um, it'll be fun if you do get a chance at a at a more you know untrained horse to, to even just a young horse that's uh, as long as people wait until a, a baby is weaned you'll get you'll get some pretty good uh, clean reaction to a join up too it doesn't have to be a wild horse it could be a horse that's untrained but but let that baby grow up and be a baby first and get all his horse language uh, learned up from his mom and or his herd mates and then you can um, do a join up when he's weaned and I think you'll get a lot of the same reaction Oh, if it's, I can imagine, like, I was so moved with, um, with what happened between Brody and I, the next time I got in the saddle, we were both completely different beings. He was calm and relaxed. I was calm and relaxed. Um, he's more attentive to me at feeding time, at roundup time, whatever we're doing. He's, he's more attentive. He, that first day, no, the second day I did join up, I got follow up Uh and, I walked around the entire field, and that horse had his nose at my shoulder the whole time. Oh, and of course, that's fantastic. I had to do like, you know, Simon says and follow me and do figure eights and patterns and stuff. <laughs> and bless his heart, he just, he had his nose right at my shoulder the whole time. Now, this is a horse who's typically rather standoffish. He's not an in-your-pocket, you know, puppy dog type of personality. He also doesn't like to be touched. You know, he'll stand next to you, but if you touch his face, he's like, yeah, no, not so much. Mm. But I found that he does like to spend more time in my personal space respectfully. Yeah. But more so than prior to doing this work. So I feel like there's a, um, there's a connection that's been made that is sustained because yeah. we did we did the join up um, lessons for you know a couple of weeks and then we did nothing. The rain and the snow came, mm-hmm. and for months, and yet we still have this connection. Fantastic! Yeah, you'll you'll never really lose it. Um, and I and I would like to follow up with you too and see where you take it because you can. You'll have some fun doing obstacles uh, on the ground. Uh, you know, there's a lot of fun things you can do to play with this and keep that. You don't have to do join up, you know, five to seven times really is the typical amount of that you'd ever do with a horse and join up. Maybe a refresher a few years later, if they get disrespectful or something, kind of forget, you know, but that yeah. doesn't happen very often. It, it really is. You're kind of done with that conversation for life, um, but you can use the join up concepts then for life. And when we say join up, it's not a package. It's their language. Equus is what dad calls it. Um, Monty calls it. And uh, it really is their gestural language. There, there are accents, sort of interesting. There's accents depending on their predatorial environment. Uh, in Namibia, they don't have uh, the big cats or anything. They just have a little snake. So those horses will walk up to you. They don't have the same predatorial response that, say, a Brumby does in Australia or our, our American Mustangs do here in Nevada and Arizona. So it, it's interesting to see the accents. But Basically, world over, they they all know the four signs of join up, um, and we'll have to go into that again some other time. Would you Absolutely. be back? Can I oh have my you gosh. back, Alina? 
Yes, I can't wait to tell you about my next adventure, whatever that will be. Exactly. We all have to write it. Okay. (laughs) Well, actually, we're trailer shopping, so and and Brody's not too keen on loading into um into trailers. So I think we'll we I'll be on Equest University. Yeah, there's a lesson for that. It's like there's an app for that. There's a lesson for that. I'm packaging again. Sorry. But, but there is. We have about 390 lessons up there now. And people can go to MontyRoberts.com or uh, MontyRobertsUniversity.com. And um, I want to I follow how you um, absorb those lessons. There's no, there's no process that you have to go through. It's completely choice-based, as it should be. <laughs> we are with yeah. horses. So, um, yeah, let us know how that's doing for you and if there's anything that you need. But I mostly just care about Brody at this point. He sounds like a wonderful man. Oh, he is a love. And he, ugh, he's just, I mean, everybody has a horse like this, you know, like Aww. the horse of a lifetime. He's a legend in his own time. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us, Alina, on Horsemanship Radio. And um, I look forward to having you back real soon. And I'm glad we got put together finally. Me too. Thank you for having me. It was beyond a pleasure, Debbie. Thank you. Well, Horse Radio Network host accommodations when visiting Lexington, Kentucky are provided by the Clarion Hotel Lexington. It's where we stay every time we are in Lexington, Kentucky. Hurry and book your hotel accommodations now for Road to the Horse and Rolex at the Clarion Hotel Lexington. Your rate includes a full breakfast buffet every morning, free Wi-Fi, and free airport shuttle to and from the airport for those of you that are flying in. Hotel, the Clarion Hotel Lexington has a terrific full-service restaurant. It's called Cortland's Southern Kitchen. Really good Southern food. Also, if you are into bourbon, and that would be where Helena would spend most of her time, check out the <laughs> bourbon sampler in the Sports Page Bourbon Bar and Grill. And Angelo's Pizza also will deliver to your room. Now, the really cool part about the Clarion Hotel Lexington is it's on the Newtown Pike, which means you literally go out of the parking lot, make a right, drive about three, four miles, make a left, and you're coming into back way into the horse park. No highway, no waiting in long lines to get off the highway. You're coming in the back way, which, as you know, for Rolex is important. And you also don't have to deal with New Circle Road. And anybody that's been to Lexington knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so you don't have to deal with any of that. It's an easy shot. You can visit them at clarionhotellex.com. Clarionhotellex.com. I will say this. If you're coming to Rolex, I, I know you probably saw auditors talking about that in a room today. Um, if you're coming to Rolex, get your hotel book now because they're going to sell out. I don't know that they have a whole lot left. So get it in now and then also for Road to the Horse because there's 10,000 people that come to Road to the Horse. So get your uh, rates in. If you call the Clarion Hotel for, for Rolex, say you want the Rolex Experience. It's a cheaper room rate and they'll know it came from us, the Rolex Experience. And if the, the, the desk clerk says, I don't know what you're talking about, tell them to find out. The Rolex Experience. <laughs> to find out. Uh, you know, um, the the fact that you get the free breakfast is, is great, but the free Wi-Fi is a big deal. It is. You know, I just stayed at the Hampton, and they don't have... You have to be one of their, like, exclusive members to get the free Wi-Fi at this one. Oh, it's just, like, stupid that they charge yeah. you for Wi-Fi. So, you know, thank you yes. for... The, the free and they have a water park if you're bringing kids. They have a complete indoor water park with a heated pool. So it's cool. And the shuttle back and forth to the airport. Like, that's a pretty good deal. Somebody thought thought um, clearly yeah, about we stay what there. their cats would really appreciate. We stay there probably eight times. I mean, we stay there every time. I like the food in the restaurant. 
And now it is time for our listener interview of the week. And of course, it's the year of the listener here on the Stable Scoop Show, where we're highlighting a listener as our main interview every week. And this week, we have one of Helena's neighbors, who she didn't know till today. We do. We're going we're gonna to hear from Rosie Murillo. And she's from New England. Well, she's not from New, New England. She lives in New England. But you'll hear her story. She's been a lot of places. But we are very glad she settled up by me. It is the year of the listener. And now, our Stable Scoop listener of the week. Well, hi, Rosie. Welcome to the year of the listener. We're so glad to have you as this week's listener highlight. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy that you chose me. I'm very blessed. Thank you so much. Well, we also want to thank you for being an auditor. We really appreciate that. And we're going to oh. be, you, you, you signed up at one of the higher levels. So your hat and all your booty are going to be on your way to you shortly. So. Uh, oh, and it's booty. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so now give us a little background here. You live in Rhode Island, not too far from Helena, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I live in Rhode Island. I have been here for almost, I want to say 20 years almost. Um, through a very strange series of events, I ended up here. You know, I I was actually born in the Dominican Republic, and I came to the United States when I was seven. Um, then we moved from, to New York, and then from New York, we moved to Las Vegas, and Las Vegas to Miami, Florida, then from Miami, Florida to um, Brockton, Massachusetts, from Brockton, Massachusetts to Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Then I finally moved to Lincoln from Rhode Island. Hmm. Well, what'd you wow. do in, what'd you do in, in all your free time? <laughs> uh, you know, just try to see the sights as they whiz right by. <laughs> Jeez, that's a lot of moving. Well, um, you, yes. so you live there now, and what do you do for to pay for the horses? Um, well, at first I went to Johnson & Wales for an equine, so I do have an equine major, and I, you know, managed the, a horse farm here, and then I realized that, I was not making nearly enough money <laughs> to uh, enjoy my horses, so I decided to become a um, accounts payable administrative assistant. There you go. Well, she good. Got a regular job. I can't believe how many accountant types yeah. we have. We have a lot of accountant types that listen to because you need to be able to handle money to have this passion. Because <laughs> otherwise, you just can't do it. See, that's the problem Jennifer and I had. Neither one of us are good at handling money. So that see, that's <laughs> the problem that we. That's what we screwed up. Oh no! <laughs> well, now we have you have to learn how to rob Peter to pay Paul. That's and you know true. what? Yes. Yes. Well, now, and we always ask whether you have a horse husband, but I know from some of your posts on Facebook that you do not. And one post said that you're willing to buy one at the moment. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm more of a leaser. You know, I just I want to try, you know, I like to give it a good solid couple of months before I decide to jump in. So I haven't found one that I'm actually willing to keep. Um, the ones that I found are, you know, very needy. And, you know, I'm a single mom and I'm a career woman. And, you know, I just God, I just can't give that extra. <laughs> Boy, she sounds like a horse girl, doesn't she? You, you just she described like the classic horsewoman. independent horsewoman you, right there. Yeah, and then I'm taking time away from my horse. I can't do that. You know, I love him. <laughs> That's called having your shit together, Glenn. Yes. <laughs> that is what that's called. Well, now I tell us. I swear on the air once a year, and yeah, there, you got there's it, your Rosie. Actually, you did about two weeks ago, too. So Shut I, uh, up, Glenn. <laughs> so this one now, that you're over your, you're going to have to put money in the swear kitty. Um, so now you have two horses, right? 
Yes, I have my bigger horse, Argus, um, and then I had to purchase a miniature because when I moved to the place that I live now, he was all by himself, and he's a very social horse, so we couldn't do that. So I thought, oh, well, I don't want to buy a big horse because it's going to cost me just as much, and I bought a miniature, and it's still the same price. So (laughs) that didn't work out for me. (laughs) So you You keep your horses at home then? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yep, both of them. Did did you say what breed your horses were? Um, well, my boy Argus, he's a Morgan Quarter Horse Cross, and Priscilla's a white little miniature horse. Got it. She's okay. white, like all white. Yes, like all white. <laughs> do you dress her up and do horrible things to her to make her look cute? I well, actually, there is a YouTube video in which she is dressed as a unicorn with a <laughs> horn and everything. Of course, there so, is. That's <laughs> what, what she, she gets. Wait, what's her name? <laughs> Priscilla, I named her after my younger sister because she's also short and nothing but trouble. <laughs> Ooh, oh, my God. I go. love her. Can I adopt you? Or... <laughs> I thought this well, was going to be a good 30, interview. So I don't know if you still adopt 30-year-olds. But... <laughs> right. she, sure. uh, Let's, we'll start there. We'll I make saw her posts there. on Facebook, and I knew this was going to be a good interview. Um, <laughs> so now, you're, do you have one kid, child? Is that what I saw? Yes, I have a, a 10-year-old boy. A- any interest in the horses? Um, He does, like, every once in a while. You know, I, I try not to push him so that it's more of, like, a, you know, a treat for him so he's excited about it. Um, yeah. This past year, I took him on a, a horse show, and, you know, he went into the ring with my horse all by himself, and then my horse decided, I'm going to canter around the arena, so I'm over here screaming. <laughs> and people had to tell me, don't worry, it's fine, he's still on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's still on. Thanks a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. God, somebody get me a gurney. <laughs> yep, because <laughs> I'm going down. He's on, but I'm down. pretty much. <laughs> oh, bless. It's so funny, you know. You, you, the risks that we take ourselves as horse people, but then you put your kid in the saddle, and oh, oh God, yes. Yeah. Everything changes. Are you kidding me? I will ride my horse in a dress, wearing no shoes or high heels. With no helmet on, but him, I'm like, oh my god, where's the rubber? Where's the rubber? I need to put a rubber mat down in case he falls. <laughs> Speaking of wearing weird stuff, you have a lot of really. We're gonna put. We're gonna use one of them in our show notes picture. Is that the Morgan in that black and white you sent us? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. and That's you, my boy. you have some very. Uh, uh, you have some very interesting clothing at a lot of your shots. So tell us what you're <laughs> into and why. So the reason why I have the, a few of those shots is because one of them, um, when I got Priscilla, I actually got her from a woman who had bought her thinking she was going to be like a goat. And, um, you know, miniature horses are not goats. But she tried, and she happens to be a photographer here in New England. So she said when I adopted her, she said, I will do a free photo. And she's very, you know, she likes to dress people up. She does a lot of, you know, beautiful shoots. Um, you know, weddings, also themes, that kind of thing. Yeah, because you were very so, almost steampunk. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, because she had a red dress and a hat, and um, she was like, oh, let's put this on, and we'll get you on. And I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then another one we have, um, as Helena, I'm sure, knows, we have um, very hard winters here. And last winter, all we had was snow on a constant basis, right after one after another. And um, 
we decided, well, we're done with the snow, so let's have a photo shoot. So we dressed up. I dressed up as a princess with a very short dress on, and I was wearing tights, though, so it wasn't that cold. Um, and my friend dressed up as the um, Wicked Witch, and we just had a photo shoot with the horses. <laughs> very cool. It is absolutely. I'm looking at some of the, the images on your Facebook page. I love it. I, there's so yeah. much spirit and energy and... In you, oh my gosh! Tell me about <laughs> tell me you. about when you were a kid and the mule story. And this was in the Dominican Republic, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. So when I was a young girl, um, I'm pretty much that. My mom has twelve brothers and sisters, and out of all the cousins that came from that, I'm the only hor- you know animal crazy and especially horse crazy girl. So when I was young, we went to a wake in the Dominican Republic, and then we went to a very rural area of the Dominican Republic, and. Um, you know, I got bored in the wake, so I went out onto the street and I started playing with some local children. Well, this guy comes up with a mule and he says, well, I'll give you guys rides, you know, and everybody was excited. And I, of course, pipe up and say, um, I know how to ride, which <laughs> I know how to ride pretty much men. I sat on a carousel like every time I could get to the park. Um, so he puts me on the mule and the mule goes about about halfway down a mile and decides to lay down and roll over. Um, now I get off and I'm like, Oh, he's just rolling over. So I'll get back on. I got back on. He's running down the rest of the mile to go meet a girlfriend while the whole wake is behind me screaming because they just realized that I'm on a runaway donkey down, (laughs) down this uh, back road. And they're all screaming and crying and going, Oh my God. And you know, they're all dressed in black and uh, I ruined a funeral. (laughs) Sorry. That's funny. Uh, but hey, my mother learned never to take me to another one ever again. There you go. <laughs> and what kid wants to go to a funeral? Especially the way they do it in your country, where it oh, is. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's over the top. <laughs> you have to do me a favor. Okay, in Spanish, okay. you have to say, I love the Stable Scoop show. Oh, I love the Stable Scoop show. Yeah, but say it in Spanish for me. Oh, Ah, stable scoop. The problem is I don't know the word for stable in Spanish or scoop in Spanish. Oh, well, that's not going to work. <laughs> exactly. Okay, how about um, uh, how about I love my horses? Um. Oh, yo amo a mi a mi caballos mucho. Lo amo mucho. También amo el show de caballos cada mañana con Glenn the Geek y Jamie y Helena también. <gasps> I don't know what she said, but it sounded so pretty. <laughs> and she said Helena is the most awesome host of a radio show ever in the history of the world. Yeah, I'm sure Forever. that's what it was. Forever. <laughs> Jamie's okay too. I heard Jamie's name in there. <laughs> and Glenn's all right. You yeah, know. yeah. Right. Yeah, I missed my name in there, but it. maybe it's just because she was talking fast. I don't know. <laughs> she could have been swearing at us, and we don't know. We don't know what she said about us. <laughs> Welcome to BedInABox.com, where you'll find the most comfortable, pressure-relieving memory foam mattress at only one-third the cost of the leading brands. We have created an exclusive memory foam that sleeps cooler, rebounds quicker, and cradles your body in pain-relieving comfort better than other types of memory foams. Introducing our new memory foam technology. By swirl-infusing gel into our advanced memory foam, we have created an even cooler, more comfortable sleeping surface. Best of all, it's made right here in the USA. 
he had been dealing with back pain and chiropractor visits for a while, so we decided it was probably time to find a new mattress. So we started doing some research on memory foam mattresses and found bendabox.com. We were on a trip with some friends and they actually had a bed in a box mattress in their camper. And on their recommendation, we decided to get one for ourselves. They got it to us in no time. We had no problem adjusting and we were thrilled with the comfort. In fact, my husband doesn't have to get up early anymore due to back pain. He can lie in bed for as long as he likes without any discomfort. We recommend Bed in a Box to anyone who has back problems or just needs a good night's rest. We believe we have created the world's best memory foam mattress. Using independent accredited labs, we have tested our mattresses against the industry leaders to ensure comfort and durability. Test results show our mattresses relieve pressure better than the more expensive ones found in retail stores. Buying a mattress over the internet may seem risky. That's why we offer a 120-day zero-risk return policy. You get a full 100% refund if you're not satisfied. No hidden fees and no return shipping charges, and we back them with a 20-year warranty. Sound too good to be true? Don't take our word for it. Read what real customers are writing about us on Facebook, Twitter, Viewpoints.com, and other third-party review sites. We are dedicated to quality and service. We offer fast, free shipping to the contiguous U.S. Your mattress will arrive conveniently packaged and will be ready to sleep on within minutes. With the benefits of the leading brand mattresses, but at one-third the cost, why wait? Start getting the best sleep of your life. Call, chat, or email one of our friendly customer care agents to learn why 99% of our customers sleep better and toss and turn less on their new bed-in-a-box mattress. Hey, all right. Well, it's that time. It's that time when we're going to do some rapid-fire questions. And, oh, sounds good. All right. So Helena's going to lead the way here, and uh, we'll find out what you're truly made of. Okay. Right. <laughs> here we go. What is your favorite food? Okay. Jamie's going to hate me, but pretty much anything with meat in it. Yes. Okay. I love her. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Meat is meat is good. So, what yes, then would is. be your least favorite food? God, I tried Brussels sprouts once, and the look on my face was not so pretty. I love her more every answer. Keep going. <laughs> I like Brussels sprouts. Okay, what is your biggest equestrian pet peeve? Um, I think my biggest equestrian pet peeve is it has to be drama. I really don't like drama. At all. You come um, from a huge some... Spanish family. You must have yes. a ton of drama. Yes, I but have you know... enough. I have enough in both languages. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She has this true. It's true. Yes. Okay. What, uh, who's your favorite professional equestrian? Um, it would, I have to say that it would have to be Monty Roberts. Um, I really like his. Thought. I really like the way that he um, expresses himself, and I just love the way that he's just trying to, you know, be a pioneer with horses. Wait, this is going to fit this show perfectly, Helena. <laughs> I know. He's, I'm, I'm a big fan of his, too. Um, yeah, this is a perfect show for that. Um, what profession, other than the one you have now, or, or one with horses, what would you like to attempt? Oh, gosh. I always wanted to 
um, like work at a zoo. I always wanted to work at a zoo. Specifically, I want to work at a zoo where you have to put blankets on the giraffes because I always want to know if we have giraffes up here in New England, when they get cold, do they put blankets on them? <laughs> that would be kind of a cool job, wouldn't it? I saw a, a yeah. giraffe baby once and oh. I was like, I want to be the giraffe caretaker. That needs to be my job. I don't care what it involves, yeah. but yeah. So I, I don't get care. That are like hugging pandas. I know there's a job where you have to hug pandas. I want to do that job. <laughs> That's it. So from now on, I want to hear every second grader when, they, when they're asked what they want to be when they grow up. I want to grow up to be a panda hugger. Panda hugger. I yes. will make yes. that a career. There's a lot of those in the world, I'm sure. Panda yeah. <laughs> if you won a million dollars, where would you go on your first trip? Egypt. Really? Mm, yeah. That's a first. I, will, I do. I want to see the pyramids. Well, there you go. I do. I Maybe really wait do until they're stopping the whole killing each other thing, and then yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think I let it down a little bit. You know, <laughs> let it die down, and then and yeah. then maybe show up. Because yeah. knowing me, I might actually start an incident. So, <laughs> you know, it probably would be a good idea till they at least have something else to worry about other than whatever I'm doing. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. Coming up, what is your favorite celebratory word or phrase? Um, it has to be, um, gosh, what was it? I had it the other day. Um, I think my favorite phrase is, um, it's not my circus, it's not my monkeys. Oh, yes. That's my favorite phrase. Again, I love that, that kind phrase. of ties into the drama thing too. Yes, it does. <laughs> yes, yes. Or when some when something goes bad with someone, I said you got the fuzzy end of the lollipop. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. I I've like never that heard one. that one before. That's pretty good. You got the fuzzy end and a lollipop. I'm gonna steal <laughs> yeah. that one actually. Yep. That's, that's funny. Yep. <laughs> You know, when I was a teenager, I don't know what maybe it was. When I was a teenager, well, more than it. Actually, when I was in college, I'd come home after a night out, you know, and I'd be completely hungover the next day. And my dad would be like, what happened to you? And I'd say, what do, what do you mean what happened to me? Nothing. And he, he would say, you look like you came in second in an axe fight. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> step up from the fuzzy end of the lollipop. I think I would have appreciated yep. that better. <laughs> uh, okay. I think it would have been much nicer, yes. <laughs> fuzzy end of the lollipop. Yeah. Okay. What is the most terrifying thing you've ever done? And would you do it again? Okay, so the most terrifying thing that I ever did was I went to New Hampshire with Argus for my birthday. I went for a week, and we decided to go trail riding with our horses. And when I said trail riding, I don't mean that I'm riding the horse. I mean we are walking them in the woods. So we're walking them in the woods. We turn a corner. No one yells stop. The horse in front of me doesn't like my horse. He kicks. I get hit in, with both barrels in the chest. Ugh. So I go down like a ton of bricks and then, you know, we, you know, the ambulance comes and, you know, they put me in this little duck boat. They put me in the wrong way. So they had to take me out and put me back around. Then we almost got lost in the woods and then we finally made it to the ambulance. So that's probably the thing that I will never, ever, ever do again is hand walk horses in the woods. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I can <Ooh>. see why. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um... That's the scariest thing. <laughs> 
If you could have just one superhero power, what would it be? I think my superhero power would have to be able to turn back time and erase people's memories. Oh, wow. That's or do cool. I just get one? That's a good <laughs> I like that. I have a few I'd like to Hey, I have a few I'd like to get rid of. If you get that superhero power, please come over. Uh, I'll, I'll, oh, I will help you. I will okay, help good, you. Good, good, good. <laughs> I will have no problem helping you. But I, sometimes I just want to, when someone says something to me, I just want to kind of like say whatever I want and then see their reaction. And if I don't like it, turn back time and then. <laughs> <laughs> if your horse, if your horse could speak, what one question would you ask him? I would ask him if he has the password to my bank account. Because every time that I have a little bit of money saved up, he decides he wants to do something with it. So I kind of want to know if that's the case. I think they have a little ring going on, a little, a little. Uh, I think so. Thievery among them. They, uh, you know, oh, yes, they and have. They have the. I think they send up smoke signals too. You know, yes. Like, and if you have two, they account. take turns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> True. Yes, if you have more than one, they take turns. Rosie, yeah. you are a firecracker, a Spanish firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if there's a stereotype, every, you fit every stereotype for the oh, hot go. Latin girl. You really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. And thank you so much for being an auditor and for listening. Let me ask you one other question. What do you like most about being an auditor so far? Um, so far as getting in on all the good conversation in the Facebook auditors page, yeah. I like it. You guys are a fun group. All right, good. It is a fun place, isn't it? Yeah. It I'm yeah, really surprised yeah. by that. I'm digging it. Yeah. Right. And of course, I, I also like being able to support you guys. I mean, you you know, there aren't many venues for us equestrians to, you know, kind of get together and you bring, you know, people from across the water, you bring, you know, people so close by, you know, it's it's just awesome. I love it. I love supporting oh. something like that. Hello, folks. Uncle Jimmy here, and welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy brand products, where funny names mean serious products. Featuring Uncle Jimmy Squeezy Buns, the squeezably soft hand treat that your horse will love, the award-winning Uncle Jimmy's Hangin' Balls, Uncle Jimmy's Sugar-Free Ball, the incredible Licky Thing, also in Sugar-Free, the amazing Uncle Jimmy's Pecker Wrecker, and the Big Licky. The infamous Uncle Jimmy Hangin' Ball was first designed by me for my own horses to help reduce the bad habits which come from stall boredom. It now can be found around the world. This nutritious, flavored-filled boredom buster will help keep your horses occupied and happy around the clock. Properly hung, it will last for weeks, provided you don't let your horse pin it and Uncle Jimmy knows who you are. The ball comes in four flavors, apple, carrot, peppermint, molasses, and now sugar-free. Once again, welcome to the world of Uncle Jimmy's brand products, where funny names mean serious products, and satisfaction is 100% guaranteed.
Well, this week's Tack and Habit segment is going to be a little bit different. And I do have a lot that I recorded at Ada with new products. But this was more exciting because Helena's been on a rampage. So, And, of course, this Tack and Habit segment is sponsored by Sparkle and Boom. You can find all of their great services at sparkleandboom.com. All right. So what are we doing on the Tack and Habit this week? I'm trailer shopping. <laughs> well, trailer look shopping. at you. For I'm new ones shopping. or used ones? New ones. Okay. Um, new ones. So, because, well, there's, there's a number of reasons for that, but, um, I'm the type of person who buys something and then keeps it forever. So we're going to be financing a trailer and I need something that can be pulled by a smaller truck. We do not have a full size pickup. We have a Toyota Tacoma that has a V6. Oh, you're looking at aluminum trailers. Well, um... At, at first, I thought that. So I got quite an education in trailer construction while trying to find something that can be pulled by a V6. Now, every truck, every tow vehicle has something that's called the Gross Vehicle Weight Rating, GVWR. And um, you'll see numbers floating all over the place in you know truck spec sheets. The best place to find the most accurate weight rating for your truck is on the driver's side door. There's actually a label that's stuck inside the driver's side door and it's got the GVWR on it. So ours is about 5,500 pounds, which is not that bad. Um, so you take that number and that's really the number that you go shopping with. And um, we have narrowed it down to two manufacturers, a Hawk trailer and a Kingston trailer. So the Kingston trailers are now all aluminum. And in fact, a lot of manufacturers who had once made steel trailers are going to the all aluminum now is, construction. Is, does that include the, uh, the, the supports, the uprights? Are they aluminum the, too, or are they still metal? Well, aluminum is metal. You mean steel. Steel, yeah. Sorry. That's a great question. I'm told that the entire, um, it's all aluminum. Totally the but chassis what, and uh, the, you know, the guts of it. Right. Well, what happens is because aluminum is much lighter than steel, um, the manufacturers are using almost twice as much aluminum in order to get the same stability that you get with a steel trailer. So um, you might have the uprights might be aluminum, but they might be super duper triple enforced, reinforced aluminum. Um, but it does it does lower the empty trailer weight of the trailer. Uh, now, I am no trailer expert. Again, this is just this is stuff that I'm learning through shopping. That's the Kingston. The Hawk trailers are steel wrapped in aluminum. So you get the stability and the long wearing uh, sturdiness, I guess, of steel. Yeah, right. But um, you get the benefit of aluminum because you don't have to use, obviously, as much steel. Um, you replace what you cut back on steel with aluminum so you get a lighter trailer weight, but you also don't get the kind of rusting problems that you get with a steel trailer. Um, so, uh, and, and the thing that I'm sacrificing for weight is a dressing room, which is fine with me. We're looking at a two-horse bumper pull with a ramp. You have no modesty. You're fine. You just change out in the open. That's good. I'll change out in the open. Yeah. I, all I really wanted was something that I could put my saddle and bridles. Yeah, in. you just need and a little tack area. Uh, I just need yeah. a little space, yeah. so that's fine. Um, so we gave up, yeah, we gave up the dressing room or, or tack room, they call it sometimes. Um, and we've actually found that we have 
a, quite a comfortable fit in terms of, of weight. My horses come to a total of, I think, 2,000 pounds. Brody's about 1050 and Dog Dog's about 950. Um, so we, we, it looks like we're, we're going to be okay. So we're going to go see the Kingston this weekend. And we're told that we have to go inside the trailer and jump around. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to compare it to the Hawk. So you're just going to go in and like jump up and down. Yep. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. 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 They have. So, so that's what your looking... horse is going to do. So it makes sense. That's totally what my horse is going to do. So I had gone on to the, um, the HRN auditors group on Facebook, which I love because there's so many people on it now. And I said, what's your preference? A straight load or a slant for a two horse? And their response What was the were... response? I didn't see that. What was the response? So obviously there were, it was mixed. Both, People yeah. who like slants like slants. But what it comes down to is how your horse likes to travel. Now, Jen and I used to haul um, hunt horses to meets in a stock trailer. And we also used a slant. We had the big horse van, but there was also a slant load. And one of the things I liked about the stock trailer was that the horses could travel on an angle. But there was never really any problem because they were all bunched in together. So they felt comfortable because they were in a group. You know what I mean? Like they, right, they, right. they, it was less stress because they were traveling together. Um, but when you have just two horses, especially one who isn't too keen on loading, I think the straight load is better because um, it actually provides a little more structure for them. And it allows the horses to drop their heads low because some horses do like to travel with their heads down. Um, so we decided to go for the straight load. That's what we just picked up a used one. And that's the, what we got is the straight. And, and if you have a horse, that's a, a little nervous traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, we were told that that's, a, that's, it, it's less, a little bit less claustrophobic because they're not put in and then turned at an angle and then feel like they're really shut in. Yeah. Uh, so getting out, you know, tends to be a little easier if you have one that's, you know, having trouble. Is it going to have a ramp? Yes. Okay, and good. the thing about the Hawks that I really, 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 really like is the trailer floor is, is lower than most trailers and the mm-hmm. ramp is set, um, so that there's not much of an angle on it. Tell everybody about the ramp on the truck you used to do when you guys were working together oh at the Oh, my God. Club. If you want to teach your horse how to jump a ditch, <laughs> put him in a horse van with a ramp that has like a 30-degree angle. It was Holy bizarre. <laughs> and it was like have... six feet off the ground. They had to go up this huge ramp. And I could, you couldn't walk up as a human. You couldn't walk no. up that ramp. no. We used to have to park on a hill so that the, the, the ramp would be at a reasonable level. We had horses who the ramp was so steep that they would jump out of the van. Like Six feet at least. Even Henry the pony, I used to have to, he would stay at the top of the van I would, and I would jump off the side of the ramp and let the lead rope go out to the very end and he would literally jump over the ramp. That whole truck was the most dangerous thing I've ever seen to hold. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't. Oh my God. I want to find a picture of it. Wait, what about the time somebody was driving it around a corner and the ramp like flew out into the road? Oh, really? <laughs> oh my God. That thing was a disaster. It is a wonder how we ever survived that. <laughs> But that well, ramp, I, I, I would never have gotten a horse up that ramp. There are horses that literally probably would never go up that ramp. We never had horse. The horses never had a problem loading. Right, it's unloading. Um, yeah. Or even unloading. It was just the ramp. But uh, yeah, that thing. <laughs> 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 All the stories we could tell. All right, so when are you deciding? 
Um, so Saturday we see the Kingston, and that will be we're gonna you know weigh our, our two options, and that will be. So the will you know by set. next week? We will know by next week. So All by right, the next show, roll. you'll you'll know what we have. Now I have to tell you, um, I have I, as m- most of you who've been following along on Stable Scoop know that I am fairly recently divorced after a twenty four year relationship, fifteen year marriage. Um, I got divorced. So that meant um, I got pretty much bankrupt <laughs> and had zero money. You either keep the horses in the farm or you, you know, or you keep your money. I chose the farm. So that meant that my, my dreams of having a trailer were pretty much next to nothing. But we discovered that most trailer dealers these days have amazing terms for financing your trailer. You can finance like for 10 years. You can finance a trailer for 10 years. So if you think you're going to be in horses for the next 10 years, definitely ask your, the, your trailer dealer, wherever you're shopping, um, you know, how long their terms are. And you can make your monthly payments very affordable. Very cool. I didn't realize they went out that long. I thought it was like cars where they'd go, you know, five. Um, it's, it's gone up to 10. So we're actually looking at the 10 because I still have practically, <laughs> instead of a zero budget, you I have still a have that same budget budget that you had back then? I do. I yeah, and she makes budget. so much money on this show that uh, it's hard to believe that she can't afford a trailer. But uh, yeah. but I'm hoping that um, <laughs> we'll was, be able to. I'm get being off very the sarcastic, farm, you know? by the way, everybody. I know you are. I just kind of blew that dripping. Right off. Yeah, yeah. Did you see how I did yeah, that yeah, there? Yeah, dripping with sarcasm. Ignored you. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that we'll be able to get off the farm more often, which is especially important in the spring when it's really muddy. I hope you get to go hunting. You love hunting, so I hope you oh, get to go hunting again. That's I know, and there's three fun. meets right down here in my neighborhood now three which is great because the nearest meet besides that is an hour and a half away well, you know it's been nice having a trailer here and uh, having a pony that now is a little bit mobile and can go away it's been nice going together jennifer and i we go out to the florida horse park and they have miles of trails out there and then we have about 12 different locations we can go uh, some do some serious trail riding here including the florida greenway yeah. So it's been so nice. It is nice when you're when you're mobile and can just h- hitch it up and go. Uh, yeah, that's nice. And I, you know, um, Dog Dog is great for for both Buck and Grace. So I can get them both out on some trails. We get some great trails and parks around here. Um, it and the be beach. Nice do that. And the be and there's a couple of beaches. So my beach isn't the only one you can ride on. Now I can hack to my beach, which is no big deal. But um, there's some other really good big beaches where we can go. So it'd be nice to put the horses in the trailer and give that a shot. Very good. Well, thank you, uh, Helena, and we'll, we'll look forward to hearing what you picked and why uh, on next week's show. Well, maybe next week's show. Cool. I hope we have one by then. <laughs> <laughs> I do, too. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. For details about today's show, go to stablescoop.com, and you, you can get the app. It's, it's free and easy to get. It's easy to use. Go to iOS or Android and search for Horse Radio Network. Stable Scoop is one of nine different shows on the app. Don't forget the new show, Healthy Critters Radio. It's all about dogs and cats and chickens and horses and all about health. So this, uh, there's another one coming out here shortly. comes out twice a month. And we also really want to give some love and thank you to Horsemanship Radio. Debbie Lauks is one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. Jennifer and I stayed at Monty's farm when we were out there, and Debbie's mom, Pat, and Monty's wife, and her were there, and we just had a wonderful couple days there. They're just the most delightful people, so we appreciate her, you know, hanging out with Helena at the beginning of the show. It was, she's amazing. 
I, I, I hope that we can get out there and spend some time at Flag Is Up ourselves. She would love that. Uh, what else do we have to do? That's about it. Where can you f- be found? You're, you're at uh, sparkleandboom.com. I'm all over the place, but that is where I'm spending most of my time these days, busy working on some creative projects for clients. If you have a small business, if you're a small business owner or you're involved with marketing for your company, go find us online at sparkleandboom.com. We don't have an open project calendar right now, which is a good thing, but um, things will be opening up shortly. And, and for I those would of love you that don't understand geek, business geek speak, that means she's busy. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this thing up. <laughs> and there goes my office line right now. Yeah. That is it for this week. Um, please, we do love your feedback, so make sure you join us on Facebook, follow our tweets, and um, even better, become an HRN auditor. Thank you very much this week. Sponsors, who are our sponsors this week? Our sponsors are Bed in a Box, The Clarion, Lexington, and Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network. Um, Glenn was telling you about them. You can find them at horseradionetwork.com. And we're done, Glenn. Thank you. That is it, yes. But there will be more next week. Until then, my friends, happy scooping. Guess who's going to buy dinner in Tampa for all the swearing she's doing? (laughs) 